Hey, what's going on, guys? Jordan Cantlish here. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm excited to have you with me for another episode. And in this one, I've got my good friend Camille Ismail. Uh, Camille and I have really uh, aligned in the direction that we're both heading in our lives as we kind of continue uh, towards the path of self-development. And Camille was uh, someone who introduced me to essential oils. Like he was really this uh, aromatherapy master. And when I met him, I, I was learning so much around how different plants could be used to really evoke and, and heal from specific emotional blocks and also how we can use plants to enhance the way we go about our lives. So this episode was really focused on like how we work with nature. How does nature start to um, allow us to tap into the innate wisdom that's already there in nature, but that's also already within us. So I, I know you're going to get a lot of insight out of this one. So my invitation is if you are enjoying the podcast, go ahead and subscribe. And if it's your first time here listening to an episode, then hit the subscribe button because I've got some really awesome guests coming through and, and it would be a real pleasure to be able to share them with you and keep you updated. So without further ado, enjoy this episode with Camille Ismail. Welcome to the State Shifters Podcast, a show dedicated to helping you discover your true potential through connecting the mind, body, and soul. All right, Camille Ismail, how are you, mate? Good, good. Good to be here, man. Man, it's uh, it's really great to be able to sit down and have an in-person conversation with you because we set the intention of doing this a while ago before I left to go to Canada. Yeah. And we really uh, we we came became pretty close just before I left to go overseas. So um, it's really great that we've been able to sit down and, and fulfill on that. Yeah, and, and it's have been a conversation. it's been a long time coming, man. Yeah, brother. Yeah. yeah. How are things? Yeah, they're great. It's um. It's an interesting point in my life at this point now. A lot of things are happening, um, but it's sort of like I'm I'm calm within, mm. and I'm yeah I'm just killing it. Yeah, man. Yeah, and and the reason uh, we kind of crossed paths was because you know, as I began my inward journey, as most people are aware, when you do, when you start to shift your vibration, you start to bring other people into your life who are resonating at a similar frequency. And you were certainly someone who came into my life through a mutual friend and. I was just like, yeah, really aligned with the journeys we were on. And I yeah, really learned a lot around being around you. So I'm excited to bring you on here and really share your perspective with the world because I've learned so much from you and I'm sure people listening are going to take away a lot from you as well. So maybe before we dive into things, why don't you tell people a little bit around what you do and how this journey that you've taken where you know your inward journey is now starting to be reflected externally as well? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so by background, I'm a mechanical engineer and mm-hmm. I also did a course on finance. So, um, I've been working professionally as an engineer for a couple of years now. Um, but I've always had within me this tendency to, I guess, not want to conform or follow the norm of what everyone else is doing. Cause I could, I could always foresee that, um, you know, there's something better out there and being mediocre was never something that I ever wanted to settle for in in any aspect um but as you all know like going through a going through life there's a process that we've got to uncover and sort of heal our traumas and our limiting beliefs and and that's been an incredible journey for me over the years but um the point where i'm at now is i've sort of got to a point where i've learned how to achieve a state of balance which is then allowing me to manifest and bring in 
the state um maybe not the state but the things that i want in my life and um yeah so i'm i'm a bit of an entrepreneur i've done a bit of online um businesses throughout my years um i'm a wellness advocate as well for um uh some for essential oils natural health products uh, a big health nut, as you mm. you would know. Um, well, that's how we met, mate. It was yeah. it was actually the essential oils. I remember. Yeah, yeah I remember was. the day you brought them around to our friend's place, and I, rem- I remember you bringing them out. And I was so I was amazed by these <laughs> things, bro. I was hooked. I love them. Yeah, they I've changed been, my life. I've been using them ever since. Since that day you showed me that, I've been using them ever since. Wow, wow. Yeah. I'm happy, man. Daily, I, actually. Yeah. Daily use. Yeah. Me too. Mm. Me too. Uh, and to be honest, though, that was sort of my first foray into into health. I mean, my dad's a doctor, so he's been giving me all kinds of, um, you know, treatments over the years. I was kind of his guinea pig. Um, but then when he, one day he brought home these oils and um, I was using it through university to help me like pass my exams and stuff. And I noticed certain things like using rosemary oil um, to help for information retention and, and increasing your memory. They've actually proven that, you know, rosemary oil increases your memory retention by 75% wow. just inhaling it. And so I used to use what? that in my exams. You're kidding me. Yeah, yeah. Serious. 75%. 75%. So I remember I had my um, business law Let's exam. Get on the next order. <laughs> Rosemary Hall. Yeah, like, you know, yeah. you've got like a law exam, right? There's so many cases you've got to remember and so many things that you've got to rote learn for that exam. And I just had that rosemary bottle in my exam, just sniffing it away. Dude, and, I, mean, I mean, they do say the through scent is our most powerful, one of our most powerful triggers, right? Definitely. The mind. It's the, wow. um, the olfactory nerve, right? Which is one of the most primitive parts of the brain, basically. So, you know, when, you were, when we were primitive, like cavemen and stuff, we would be able to detect whether things were good for us or bad for us by smells, right? And it's pretty, pretty straightforward, pretty simple. But I think we kind of forget how how amazing our body is and all the senses are given to us for specific reasons, right? 100%. Yeah. And yeah. Na- nature just integrates with it. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. I lose a little cat here. <laughs> yeah. Oh, got my cat. Uh, dude, yeah, the, the oils really took me. Like if, for someone who's followed my journey, they, uh, you know, I talk about the oils a lot. Um, well, not a lot. I talk about them every now and then. They're yeah. a part of my everyday use. They're part of my, my routine. And I remember learning so much from you about the oils which is really what, why I incorporated them into my life because think, facts like that. Yeah. And I remember specifically, I've been using frankincense before uh, my meditations for, for years now, like three, four years yeah. since you told me about it. Yeah. Because of the effect these like powerful sacred oils would have on the mind and the emotions. Yeah, definitely. Dude, do you mind, because you're a lot better at explaining than me, that the effect like these oils say using a frankincense before meditation or... Where, where did this all start and, and maybe like what, what could people expect before using and when, when, when they should be using these oils? Okay. Um, well, to be honest, there's like, because the oils are used for so many different things. Every plant has its purpose, I believe. You know, in nature, everything was created with its own uh, vibration and its own energy. Um, what you're getting essentially with these oils is a highly concentrated form, right? So the vibration of that is extremely concentrated. Mm. Um, it's up to 85% time, uh, 85 times more potent than the herbal form, right? So when you're using frankincense in your meditations, basically you're, align, you're aligning yourself with that vibrational energy of that plant. And frankincense oh, is a very, very healing plant. 
um, not only physically for your skin, for scars, for burns, but at the same time, emotionally, spiritually. And it can take you to very deep places. Mm -hmm. And it's great that you're doing it before med meditation, you know. That's something that um, I do as well. And I do notice a, a big difference. Awesome. Yeah, it just helps you to just get into that state. And I feel like with meditation as well, right, it's you go through phases where you have good meditations and sometimes not so good but having these tools here allowing you to to get into that prime state a more balanced state you could say mm -hmm. right um i think they're they're quite important yeah yeah agreed and i'm sure a lot of people are essential oils have become very popular now you mm. know around the world through people using diffusers and things like that and i know there's different grades there's different qualities of of the oil that you can get because there's lots of companies out there. I know Sage is one of the bigger ones now that people are getting mm. their oils from. Yeah. Like how important is the quality of these oils? Oh, it's the utmost importance, right? Like yeah, if, right. if these oils are not um, the right quality, I, I kind of think there's, there's no point in using mm. them. That, that's my honest opinion. So you obviously have um, cosmetic grade, which is for like perfumes and yeah. it's purely just the scent. Yeah. Um, they've got a lot of chemical fillers and additives, which, it's really just it's just the smell right and then you get to like food grade essential oils which you can consume but um and they've got some of the benefits but at the same time there's that purity that's that's lacking or that concentration um so i only use like therapeutic grade essential oils and um there are a few companies around which do use uh do produce therapeutic grade essential oils um and the benefits of that are just you can tell as soon as you use it like you when i brought those oils over to you mm. the first time you could automatically just tell by the quality of them that these are going to do something you know they're potent mm. um and so yeah i think that's important as well because then that that translates into the vibration that these oils bring across right because then you're getting a much clearer and coherent sort mm. of um effect with them and um yeah i believe that they sort of change your own frequency or your own vibration in some way because there's such a high vibrational concentrated form of that plant it actually it modifies certain parts of your your yourself in in ways that you can't normally perceive but i guess if you're quite sensitive to to energies and you're quite sensitive to yourself and you're in a state of balance you can sort of pick up on subtle shifts mm. and um that that's some of the experiences that i've had with the oils um on an emotional level and and more yeah yeah i remember you were telling me around your level of self-awareness when it comes to understanding what your body needs emotionally and then knowing what oil or what scent um can really support you and and either moving through a certain blockage or tra like transitioning out of a mood or if you're trying to enhance a specific mood yeah you're very aware of what oil can support that is that right yeah, yeah. um maybe not off the top of my head yeah. um there are some that i some that i do go to um but, uh, sorry um i've got like a ton of resources so mm. i can always refer to that and you know google's sort of your best friend at the end of the day For sure. um there's a ton of information out there but yeah the the oils are very potent on an emotional and a physical level so you can use them to heal traumas. You can use them to get into deeper meditative states. You can use them to enhance your athletic performance, exams. You know, it's, I think it's at the end of the day, um, you know, nature really has all the answers 
for us and we you know we we've learned a lot even you know as an engineer we've there's a concept called biophilic design i don't know if you've heard of it but um basically last year in march i went to do a course on bamboo design over in bali and we learned a lot about biophilic design there and what that means is basically designing things based on nature hmm. so the biophilic design that we were incorporating there was the structure of a leaf and we were using that as the structure of the roofs that we were designing with bamboo and um you should like you should really check out some of the structures cool. they've designed it's like yeah. luxury five star hotels completely made out of bamboo and um you know it's and we're finding out every day um you know new things about nature which then allow us to create a better world um mm. and i think it's yeah it's it's that understanding and observation of what's around us that really you know brings just brings you this level of abundance as well mm. yeah yeah sort of sort of like nature already has the blueprints to life embedded within yeah. it and yeah. we forget that we are a part of nature so that we've been looking for all these answers and in, in in finding where is this complex piece of technology going to come from when in reality it's been in front of us this whole time a leaf yeah. bamboo building yeah. hotels like <laughs> it's already embedded within nature when you look at a bird that flies it's like a bird has all the embedded technology and blueprints to design design it. yeah Craft. yeah exactly it, yeah exactly and um you know we're constantly yeah so i like i'm a mechanical engineer so i'm very interested in aircraft mm. and um you know how are wings designed they based the the only way that planes were the idea for a plane came up with was you know we looked at birds and we we saw them flying and so we had to then analyze what what forces are these birds being put under to allow them to to soar through the mm. air like that and um even to today till today we're still trying to optimize the design of wings so that we can fly as efficiently um through the sky as possible so mm. it's it's still evolving it's still tr- like it's still just you know mm. in the process for sure yeah yeah i i mean again man nature is really has all the answers again i was even last night i was at home you know and i don't even this is the beautiful thing about perth you know we've spoken about perth there's pros and cons to this city but yeah. <laughs> for me na- nature is one of the pros like it's abundant out here and you know i went out to the back of my house you know you don't have to go far but these amazing palm trees at the back of the house and this yeah. is this is a bit of a practice for me now in the evenings i'll take a book out there and just put up a little deck chair and i'll just sit i usually bring Eckhart Tolle's book still and speaks oh yeah yeah great and i'll i'll read a little passage and then i'll look up at nature and set an intention of what lesson i want to learn what is what is nature going to teach me today what do i want to get out of being around this kind of guidance yeah and if yeah. you set that intention for for me the intention was you know how can i create more effortlessly how can i create freely in my life how can nature show me this way of creating yeah and it was a really windy day and i was looking at these palm trees just like blowing in the wind blowing and then i read a a passage from the in the book that was like observe a flower a tree how surrendered it is to life how effort effortlessly it flows mm. through life and if you look at a tree or a flower and how how surrendered it is like it's just you yeah. know what I mean? when you ponder it's that nature's whim right it is <laughs> so it flourishes it flourishes yeah, yeah. And when the wind's blowing through a tree like that, it does it's not in resistance to the wind. It's not like, "Oh, I can't blow this way." It's just like 
the leaves flow so effortlessly with whatever direction the wind's blowing. Yeah. And that was what I took away from that. I was like, yeah, right. That's, yeah. that's how we humans should operate as well. On, the, on that, like on that thought of, of like trees and blowing with the wind, right? There's another concept that's taking me back to like engineering and biophilic mm-hmm. design. So in Japan, right, they've, they get a ton of earthquakes. Yeah. Right. And there's these, pago- these pagodas, the, the temples that they, they have, and they've been able to withstand earthquakes for hundreds of years because they're made out of this structural system where the, it's, made, it's all made out of wood and they've got this one column on the inside that's separate from the rest of the building. And so the, it, can, it can sway with the earthquake because it's like sort of like a, da- it's called a damping, dampening wow. system. And it sort of reduces the forces of this earthquake and allows wow. the building to, to still stay up. Whereas, um, you know, you, you kind of look at um, con- concrete buildings and they're very, you know, brittle and rigid. And if something happens and they're not designed to withstand earthquakes, they can just shatter. So sure. it's another lesson from nature, right? There you we know, go. it's kind of, and I, I do not doubt for a second that they didn't get that idea from nature because mm. the Japanese were, were very, um, you know, observant of nature, even in their artwork, even in their, just in their craftsmanship. So, mm. yeah. Yeah, man, definitely. Agreed. I want to switch gears a little bit and talk a little bit around um, one thing that I admired about you, um, which was like your philosophy in okay. life. Um, and there's one, there's one, what there's one, you know, we can te- we can talk a lot about the things that are, are good for us, why meditation is important, why we should practice this and do this. But when you live it, that is your philosophy. And mm. I observed in you, the way you, lived your life through your own religious practices, your yeah. approach to, you know, meditation and, and, and other health and wellness practices. I admired your philosophy in life. And, you know, I would say I, I'm not necessarily religious, but I'm spiritual. And you would say you're more spiritual, but yeah. more religious, sorry. Religious, but after, yeah. after having conversations with you, we've, uh, we've realized that it's the same thing. You yeah. go and meditate, but sometimes you call, I'm going to go pray. Yeah. You know, yeah. maybe you can enlighten us a little bit on what your philosophy looks like when it comes to spirituality and religion and what are the practices that you incorporate in a in a day. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um well, I'm Muslim by background, so you know, I've always grown up in that environment. Um so I, I understand all the religious practices and I do I I mean, I'm not perfect, nobody is, but I try to always ensure that I'm, I'm living in alignment with, with what is right. You know, I, I'm, I'm a strong believer in being from the, the side of light, right? Mm. <laughs> and um, so I've always understood different uh, spiritual concepts and esoteric terms, you know, growing up, especially because um, I've been exposed to those kind of things. So meditation and um, I've been exposed to other religions as well. So I've learned a lot about the other world's religions. Um, and I, I always try to um, to sort of in, to look at it in a realistic way and bring it back to nature as well because nature's got a ton of lessons in there. Um, and I always try to ensure that what I'm doing is in line with nature, even if, when it comes down to like my diet, right? So, for instance, um, intermittent fasting, right? That's something that I incorporate because I realize that as primal beings, we used to hunt. So we didn't always have a constant stream of food available to Mm. us. And now there's, you know, um, 
studies coming up from guys like David Sinclair. I think you might have heard of him. He's a PhD over at Harvard University, mm. and he's you know talking about the benefits of intermittent fasting and how it increases longevity. You know, reducing the amount of time we can, the amount of food that we eat actually increases our lives, which is kind of counterintuitive. Um, but if we look at nature and how we integrate and fit into that picture, you kind of make sense. So I always try to base my philosophies and my ideas about how I live my life in nature, because that's, I feel like nature is truth, you know, and we need to live in truth, not in, because mm. it's very easy to get caught up in the mind and these mental structures that society has built. Mm. You know, there's, there's two worlds that we live in, basically. The physical world that is real, that has plants and animals and trees and birds. And we have this world that is a mental construct of, you know, societies and uh, education and wars and politics and economics. Like, at the end of the day, like, economics does have a big effect on us, right? But at the same time, it's something we've created. And we've allowed these creations to actually have such an effect on us that it's determined the direction our world is going in, mm. right? And so I think it sometimes when we can just disconnect from that world we've created and, and look at the real, the real actual world of truth, we can then bring some truth back into humanity, mm. right? <laughs> wow, I like that. Yeah. I like that. For me, that disconnection, that disconnecting part, Again, as, like you said, it's removing the mental constructs from mm -hmm. what we perceive as reality and getting back to the, the essence, the essence of who we are yeah, exactly. behind the mental constructs. And my, my practice, I like meditation for me has, has been a big part of my life for the last me too. four to five years. And me too. As my practice has evolved, I feel like I have developed a deeper connection with that place through yeah. sheer number of hours that I've spent in the practice. And, and you know, don't get me wrong, there, there's faster ways of getting there, but yeah. I've taken the traditional approach and I know you have as well. Yeah. Uh, what, are some, what are some insights you've had out of your <laughs> practice? Because I know you, you spend a lot of time in meditation and in prayer and yeah. really to me, that's where, the, that's where the real juices are, like sitting for an hour, two hours in a mm. meditation, you know? Yeah, definitely. I think, so I've got a few different ways in which I... I, de I develop my, my spiritual side, right? Um, there's obviously religious practices and they have a certain purpose which align me with um, the source, with God, with the creator, with the higher power. So that's my way of connecting with the ultimate power, right? So that's my, my religious practice. But then there's also meditation which then allows me to, um, you know, go inside myself and, and unblock certain mental block, uh, you know, mental blockages or mindsets that I'm having or um, or visualization where I'm sort of improving my ability to to visualize a reality and manifest that in my life and so I think there's different aspects of meditation within itself mm -hmm. um, but there's always one thing that my um, that I think sort of su supersedes everything and it's like this quote that my grandfather always used to say my late grandfather and he's like the mind wants to know and the soul wants to grow, right? Hmm. So in order to grow your soul or to grow your spirit or to grow and find out who you really are, you've got to let go of the mind. And it's not an easy thing to do. That's the lifelong journey, right? And I, I think it's, you know, any kind of inner work is of equal importance or more importance 
than the external work we do in our lives. You know, yes, we need to put food on the table. We need to go to a job. We need to study. We need to find, you know, connection with human beings. But at the end of the day, it's if we don't have that inner world, it's kind of like we're living in a very distorted reality. We're not. Mm. We're not really. We're not experiencing the true reality, mm -hmm. right? Um, and uh, yeah, so I think yeah, getting out of out of your mental state and being able to disconnect is is really important. Yeah, yeah. Uh, good point. Yeah. yeah, thanks for sharing that. I like that quote. Yeah, letting <laughs> because it is it is a challenge for a lot of people. Yeah, to let go of the mind because if you're so used to living from the mind, then it's a scary thought to be like, hey, what? what's beneath that because the mind is is clinging to this world anytime you take a plant medicine you know i haven't taken ayahuasca yet but i'm going to be going on my journey yeah for That's some awesome. yeah for thank you for someone who maybe hasn't experienced a deep meditative journey where they're used to surrendering to the mind ayahuasca is going to be might be a scary process for them yeah and definitely i, I like that you sort of touched on that sort of topic right because at the end of the day that's that is something that has been shown to give effects similar to spiritual experiences mm. right uh but yes like i think you know people have to be very cautious about doing it that's my personal opinion on on um uh on these plant medicines right um particularly because they are like they need to be done when you're at a stage where you can understand what it is that's happening to you, or you need to be able to understand yourself and understand how to deal with yourself. Cause I think a lot of people don't even know how to deal with themselves on a daily basis. They don't know why they feel upset or they don't know why they're, you know, they're feeling sluggish today. And it's, we've, we've got so many external influences affecting us, you know, just to name a few, right? Like, wi-fi signals right or the food that you ate or you're addicted to like smoking cigarettes or drinking alcohol um you know there's so many external influences on us the people that we're around we actually vibe off the energy that of mm. the people that we're around the most right and so that's not you that's you being uh, affected by your external surroundings and if you think that's you and then you go into an experience like this with a plant medicine and you experience your real self, it'll be pretty scary because you've never met yourself before, right? And you're Good like, point. who's that? <laughs> you know? Um, so I believe that, um, be, you know, at the end of the day, they are from physical and a view, point of view, pretty safe. People come out with them pretty relatively unscathed, but it's that, that mental trauma that it can cause people, which I think, um, is is quite important to be aware mm. of yeah i think it's kind of like going to the gym right um if you're going to use steroids to get bigger um mm. <laughs> you can have a lot of side effects right mm. whereas if you build in a lean clean way good diet or even if you're not using steroids if you just bulk right mm. you just eat a bunch of unhealthy foods to build weight and then afterwards you try to cut it it's just not good for your body it's, it's like rapid growth um without um, having put in any work to begin with, right? Yeah, yeah, you mentioned something uh, along there uh, around knowing how to deal with whatever's coming up for you, whether it be a negative emotion or something, and understanding, yeah, that, that that's not me. This emotion is not me. You know, it's a passing energy movement, a passing wave movement, whether it be anger, fear, regret, shame, worry, whatever 
passing emotion is going through you, the fundamental realization is that I'm not my thoughts, I'm not my emotions. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not my physical body because Definitely. if we are, we're changing all the time. Exactly. At least every yeah. seven years, we're a new person, right? All the cells are just constantly regenerating and revitalizing. Exactly. So we've always got a new chance. <laughs> That's 100% <laughs> it. And you, you touched on something at the start around maintaining a level of balance through nature what is your reminder so that when you do get find yourself stuck in a negative emotion and usually we get stuck in negative emotions when we become identified with them yeah meaning we think that that's who we are because in in the negative emotional state the mind is trying to pull us into whatever story it has around what it is that we're feeling yeah and the minute we step back and go oh i see i see this emotion i see this blockage i recognize it I, i'm giving myself permission to feel it embrace it love it so that it can move, move yeah. through me you step out of that yeah out of the story and you you give it an objective point of view yeah which is what meditation gives you that right. perspective on right yes. to be the observer and um to not be attached to that story what about on a day-to-day -day if you're at your your job and something doesn't go right and yeah. an emotion comes up like do you do you use essential oils is there something that you would do yeah i think um it's before before we we go into that i think i just wanted to, to touch on what you were talking on mm -hmm. uh before that which was um about these emotional states where that come up for people and they don't sort of transmit them and let them them flow i think it also uh it's quite hard for people because they've got these ingrained patterns of thought and they become like mental highways where the more they do these certain behaviors and thoughts and patterns, they just become instilled with these behaviors and it becomes even harder to change. So that's why addiction is such a vicious cycle because you, you've ingrained this pleasure pathway so hard that it's, it's more pleasurable than anything else, right? Mm. And so you, your brain's always defaulting to the most easiest thing to do. And, um, but it's, it's, and it's all a feedback loop between the body and the mind and it's kind of if the body feels bad it sends bad thoughts and then the mind generates bad thoughts and then you you reiterate what you've been doing and um so being able to step back as we were saying and observe and then create a new reality for yourself i think is something that i've just started to get into recently and i've manifested some amazing results in such a short period of time mm -hmm. by realizing that it, 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 I read it um, in Joe Dispenza's book, the um, Breaking the Habit of mm, Being Yourself. Great book. Yeah. And basically, we all live in the. Um, it go. It delves into like quantum physics and and everything mm -hmm. and how it all relates to reality. But basically, whatever potential you can imagine, you can achieve that. You've just got to have the discipline and the. Um, you, yeah, you've got to be conscious enough to stop yourself from going down that pathway and creating a new reality and pulling that in mm. right and it's only when you consciously pull that new reality in you're able to i'm not i haven't finished the book yet i'm still going through it um but yeah that just that that loop that we have between the body and mind is is quite important i think people don't realize that your body actually generates thoughts hmm. and so if you're actually in balance from a physical stand of view you're actually going to have better thoughts just on day-to-day -day basis you know so like i think body is one of the first priorities which sort of set me on this entire path of of you know wanting to of living my dreams basically i i i may not have um you know everything 
materially I might not be a millionaire or I might not um, have achieved all the dreams I want to achieve yet but I feel like I'm on the path and I feel like I've achieved a sense of contentment and peace with where I am mm -hmm. and I, I don't th I don't think that I would achieve this when I achieve my goals I think now's the time to achieve it right <laughs> it's not going to come yeah. later right um, and so yeah it's 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 been a that that's sort of um, just what I wanted to, to touch on anyway. Yeah, yeah. man, I, I like that. Thanks for sharing that uh, because, yeah, you're 100% right, man. I think people who are listening to this are also on a similar journey and that is the ultimate realization that the destination is now. The yeah. goal and the process of getting there are actually the same. If yeah. you think the destination is going to be better than what you're experiencing now, then you're, you're caught up in an illusion of thinking the future is better than this moment. Yeah. So yeah, I, lo I love Joe Dispenza's approach because he talks about creating or pulling from the field a reality that doesn't exist yet, but but you make that reality real through you feeling the emotion yeah. that you expect to feel. Definitely. When that reality arrives. Because if you feel the state of gratitude, joy, fulfillment, excitement, because emotions are the language of the body, thoughts are the language of the mind, Mm, you exactly. literally make the future real in the present moment and the more you practice practice that thinking feeling thinking feeling most people think we have to go out to get oh, i need to go out and complete this so i can get that it's actually the other way around yeah the thing you want comes to you yeah you literally collapse the universe on itself through you creating a whole new vibration that brings that event to you I, I literally have seen it firsthand in my life i've seen it firsthand with the life that i'm living now Definitely. this is what i visualized and felt I, I, and I, I feel like you're a, a really big um you're a big inspiration for me first and foremost Thanks, you know like i've always Thanks, noticed that you you've we're on a very similar path and some of the insights that you've given have just really just helped me along in my journey and i, I can see that you're someone who's creating the life that he wants to live through developing an inner state you know you're you're mm. creating a, a change in state which is then affecting your external reality mm. and it's it's like instead of have do be your be do have mm. right and it's the it's you it's a completely different paradigm mm. to be in you know i if i could give an example of something similar for myself it's um you know about this i talk about it all the time but i'm extremely passionate about um japanese culture yeah. and and moving over to japan and um uh, it all started out with like so i never had this um interest until maybe only three years ago or two and a half years ago um i just initially booked a, a holiday to japan and it was the first time i, I was ever going to go but I've always wanted to go there since I was a child. So I've been a big fan of, um, you know, Japanese pop culture growing up. And it was my dream to go there one day. And so I was like, OK, now I'm finally working full time. I've got some money. I can, you know, use use this to go on a, a really good trip and um, planned it out over six months, um, started taking courses in the language. Um, and during that process, I thought, because, as you know, I'm obviously passionate about traveling and I want to have experiences where I live overseas and travel. Mm -hmm. um, there was an opportunity that came up um, with my work where I was able to go there and give a presentation in their office. And that would have never happened if I didn't, you know, manifest that because 
I had to actively search for the office. I had to actively contact the people there. They provided the opportunity. I had to be proactive in, in doing that. So, but I didn't know the steps, right? Mm. They just came before me and I, I just surrendered to what I wanted and didn't expect how I was going to get there. And so fast forward, I went on my trip. Uh, it was about a 30 days around Japan, probably one of the best holidays I ever had in my life. Um, ended up giving the presentation and through that I developed a connection with these guys and ended up working with them on a couple of projects, which I never envisioned mm -hmm. to begin with. Yeah. And now I'm sort of at a point now where I've just taken my first Japanese exam, like last month, I'm getting the results next month. It gives me That's a amazing man. Wow. Yeah, glo yeah. Global qualification in the language. So I've, I'm officially um, able to speak it at a, a certain wow. fluency. Um, if I pass and um, you know, I'm manifesting right now that I want to um, apply for this scholarship to allow me to go and get do my master's in aerospace engineering. Uh, I want to basically become a rocket scientist and work for NASA one day. So this scholarship is, is then going to um, basically cover all my expenses and allow me to travel to Japan all expenses paid. Um, and but at the same time, I never knew about that until I took these steps and, and the, I can't explain to you how many players and people and situations have come to me along the way of that journey to bring me to where I am now. So for example, I'll give you a quick example. Um, I met someone in Japan who was doing this scholarship while I was traveling mm. there. And that is what gave me the insight to come back and then look into it. And so it's like with everything in life, if you want to manifest something enough, if you want it bad enough and you have that vision to think about it every day, your thoughts create a focus for your life and it's like tunnel vision and you just, you will achieve it sooner or later. It's like, I think about going there like almost every day. Like wow. it's like a daily thing for me. <laughs> wow. Um, and I try to align whatever I'm doing in, in that direction. It's not like I want to live there for the rest of my life. It's, I just want to see what happens for the next stage. And, and you, you kind of, um, are not attached to the process you just let it happen yeah right yeah dude you, oh, man that's that's really exciting congratulations on completing that exam cheers yeah, cheers yeah I it was mean, pretty stressful <laughs> yeah well i mean <laughs> the best the best part about this process uh is not knowing you know you don't know how it's going to happen you know what it is that you're bringing to you but the, the 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 route to which you take the route to get there you don't know yes you know and in sometimes the universe or life might throw you something that you go, fuck, this isn't, this doesn't seem to be putting me on the path. Like, for example, for me, I remember wanting more lifestyle freedom, visualizing that. And then a few weeks later, I remember I got let go from a job. Yeah, and, and to me, it was, it was a really negative thing. I was like, wow, I don't, want, I don't want to be put in this uncomfortable, stressful position. Now I've got to try and figure some shit out here. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. in reality, it was freeing me up to be able to pursue this other mm. direction that allowed more of what I wanted to come into my life. And you're right. It's yeah. not, it's not, it's not always going to be all good. Exactly. So, sometimes you got to deal with some uncomfortable circumstances, but if you have that vision, you're still going on the path, right? Yeah. And sometimes something just needed to shift to knock you off, to get you on a different trajectory. Yeah. And then boom, you're, you're on your way, right? That's it. It's, it's, the, it's the universal life or whatever, get, getting things out of your way. Things that are holding you back maybe. Yeah. It's, it's helping you brush off anything that's not allowing you to, to pull that thing to you. It, it's, it's making you lighter. And really. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And mm. we, we constantly hold on to things that 
are comfortable and mm. and we know like if we've we've got a we nice do. yeah we know we love yeah. comfort right we, yeah <laughs> but we know there's that next leap that we know we're scared to take exactly that really it sometimes takes some time to build up to finding the courage to go right i'm gonna leave the job or i'm gonna travel to this place or leave that relationship that's not serving me or take that new course there's that element of fear there because it is a step into the unknown yes it's out of what we are comfortable doing yes 100 percent. yeah and that's where all the magic happens <laughs> right the magic's on the other side man yeah exactly yeah. I mean, you, you, that's that's as simple as it is. And I think for me, I reckon all the best things in life are the hardest things mm -hmm. to achieve. Mm -hmm. Like it's not going to be, it's not it, like not, that doesn't apply to everything. You know, there are great things that are that everyone can access, but some of the greatest things that you can achieve in life are very hard and need a lot of work. Mm -hmm. And the reason why that they're they're so great is because not many people are willing to put in that amount of work so it's it's an achievement you know and so it, as long as you've got a an inner vision and an inner guidance to steer you through the darkness you'll kind of get to where you want to go but you've really got to know yourself before you can make that journey mm. and that's what i've that's what i really tend to do over you know over periods of my life is I'll sit down with a notebook and I'll brainstorm all the different areas of my life what am I passionate about in physical exercise okay what sport do I want to play you know so I'll, I'll really map out that physical side and you know nut it out and then I'll go to the next part which is my career and my my education what do I want to do with my career what do I want to do with my relationships with other people friendships family you know and then get a clear indication in all different areas of my life so then I know which direction to go into, right? And it's, mm. it's quite important. I don't think people actually think about what they like. They just sort of think that once they have money, it'll, it'll all be over and they'll be able to figure mm. it out from there. But I don't think there's any shortcuts. Oh, you're right, mate. Yeah, great point. <laughs> I like that exercise. Yeah. Yeah, think about what are my passions in certain areas and, and then how can I take action today in, in cultivating them? Yeah. In watering those, those, those curiosities. Um, Man, before before we wrap this up, because we're starting to get dark here. Yeah. Um, sun is setting here in a beautiful Perth, Perth evening. But for people who are listening, I know they're at a certain point in their journey. I know they're at a certain phase where maybe they're approaching a leap of faith. Maybe they know that what the next step is, but they're afraid to take it. Or maybe they're in the information gathering phase where they're just gathering information to start to put the pieces together to identify what that next step is. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And... Wherever someone is, is at on their journey, do you have a piece of advice that you live by that you, someone gave to you that is a, not, is a reminder for you to stay true to this path that you're on? Mm. Yeah, that's a, that's a tough one. I mean, there's so many ways to tackle that question, mm -hmm. right? Um, but I think at the end of the day, like, you really just need to know I think it's that exercise that I came back to where you're identifying those key areas in your life. Number one is to, to identify your passions. Mm -hmm. And if you don't know what your passions are, go out and do things you've never done before that just seem interesting to you. And give that a go until you figure out what it is that you actually like, you know. And then once you find what you actually like, go hard in it. Don't, don't just dabble in things, you know. Like find a specialization in every field, right and just be f laser focused in all mm -hmm. fields that's my my approach because 
you know, we've only got so much time in this life. We've only got so much attention span, so much energy. And if we dedicate it to things that we're not that passionate about, that we're dabbling in, um, it kind of, yeah, we, we don't get as much results and traction. And at the same time, getting mastery in something actually gives you a sense of accomplishment and contentment and it actually renews your passion in that field, right? Mm. So, um, so, yeah, you gain mastery in different areas of your life. Don't be a one-man show, you know, sort of be mm. multifaceted. We're human beings, right? We've got so many diverse experiences, so many different places to come in from and, um, you know, just, yeah, become, become multifaceted. That's what mm. I would say. Man, that's powerful advice. Yeah, definitely resonate with all of that. And man, I just want to just acknowledge and appreciate, express gratitude for our friendship, man. It's been a real honor to have you part yeah. of my life, and uh, it's definitely. I'm really glad we got to I got to put you put you out there. Yeah, finally yeah, got the podcast we got done. The podcast <laughs> done. So, dude, thanks so much for coming on, and I really appreciate it. If people want to connect with you and maybe continue a conversation, where where can they reach out to you? Yeah, definitely. Um, I think best place would be Instagram. So, I think you could probably post up the link sure. somewhere. Um, but it's Camilleism, so that's basically um, my name, Camille, followed by ism. So it's it's kind of this movement that I'm looking at creating uh, moving forward, which is this concept of becoming fully in balance, becoming a whole and complete human being, um, and it's it's based around my name, which means um, perfected or complete human being in Arabic. Um, it's it's akin to the concept of enlightenment in Buddhism, and so and that's sort of the f- something that's driven my life i guess my name right mm-hmm. it's it's made me realize I, I sort of need to work on every single area of my life and be in balance mm-hmm. in all areas in order to be perfected or complete right mm-hmm. and so i'm looking to put together some um interesting content uh you know coming up mm. soon and so it would be great to to have people connect and see how we can work together definitely man and the content you post man like you said it's multifaceted which is what <laughs> i like you know, the, thank you the movement-based stuff in there as well and and yeah people you're not going to be disappointed when you follow this man on instagram for sure <laughs> thank you so much jordan I, I appreciate you know you getting me on here and um you know you identifying me as someone who has some value to give to to other people so that's that's inspired me and um really touched me in a way so i'm I'm, i appreciate that and i I wish you all the best for your future endeavors man you're 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 killing it right now Mm, so thank you brother you know just keep doing what you're doing mate thank you (laughs) i've received that happy to have you back here in perth it's good to be back man (laughs) it's good to be back until next time man thanks so much eh? yeah Hey, there we have it, guys. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. And yeah, look, if you made it this far, cool. Here's my voice again in your ear. And I'm going to make one more request for you is go ahead and subscribe and leave a comment on the podcast page because I'm really putting a lot of focus and attention on getting this podcast out to more people because I know what I'm putting in here can serve and bring value to, to people. And it would mean a lot if you got value from this to to leave some feedback and, and subscribe so you stay up to date with what's coming up. Um, and as always, follow me on Instagram. And I love hearing from you. It's at State Shifters. And until the next episode, guys, thank you so much and I appreciate you.